Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Insatiable Investigators. I'm your Detective Extra Clear. And I am your Detective NT. And today, we reach our final episode of the Urban Legend Arc. We're back in our hometown, our home city, whatever you call it, Hong Kong. Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, prior to this, you didn't know that we actually have our own urban legends, right? Yeah, I had to actually go ahead and like look for some. Yeah. The thing is, Hong Kong, as small as it is, we still have a lot of people here. We still have like millions of people in here. That's and true, yet, that's true. We do have a lot of stories. But we're just gonna cover some this time. As a single, you know, wrap-up to this arc. Because, I don't know, Venti's a little bit... Um, I put off when when he's editing these stuff, but uh, we'll have to see. <laughs> we'll have to see. So let's start off with your stories, Venti. What do you have today? All right. So I got some like really interesting ones actually, and All I right. mean, I'm of course I'm like quite surprised that we actually do have some urban legends here in Hong Kong. But um, the first one I'd like to talk about is is called Sisterly Pact. So mm-hmm. there's like this uh, road all the way in. Uh, North Point. It's uh, it's called Chatimui. Uh, Chatimui. Uh, yeah. So that's the that, seven siblings. Uh, like yeah, it's translated as a, translated as seven, well, sisters, seven sisters road. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite literal with their meaning. I see. Literally, yeah. <laughs> so this legend, there's a group of women that live in that area, and they actually made a vow with each other. They made like a collective vow. And they, they, and that, and that, and then they turned themselves into um, blood sisters, all together. Like some sort of like, kind of like a bond kind of thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. They like, like a set up new a, like, form bond, just because sisters from another mother. But like, y- they'll try to break the rules and be like, you know, let's all be sisters. <laughs> so basically, you know how they form a pact with each other and stuff. So I'm pretty sure they've right. made promises with each other or like like they basically made like ground rules for each other right for being at that group right. um, thing is one of the sisters family right. made her get married <laughs> so what happened though was that before the ceremony all of the seven sisters they drowned themselves so they would avoid it they avoid it because they can help that sister like avoid the marriage <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like it's like it's in the pact where it's like they don't get married instead. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, yeah, okay. Mm. We 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 made this rule. We're not supposed to get married or anything. You know, we're one. We we can't separate or anything. And so they 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 drown themselves like in the ocean at night before a ceremony. I guess we're our sisters until we die, kind of thing. I yeah, see. yeah. <laughs> That's a heavy pact they have. Quite quite heavy pact. <laughs> but no, no. Here, here's the thing, though. The weird part was that the people that were searching for them uh, were not able to actually recover the bodies. Right. They said the bodies were never found. However, instead of bodies, they found seven boulders instead. And they were arranged in in ascending sizes as well. And it was like, it it was neatly arranged as well. Neatly arranged. Yeah, neatly arranged. And then (laughs) it's called the Seven Sisters Rocks. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like a sad-ish kind of too. Would you say this is friendship or sisterly bond? I don't know. It's more than a friendship for sure. And it's a pretty strong sisterly bond, man. Literally. I guess the, I guess the bros before hoes kind of thing, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. 
But uh, first, mm-hmm. oh wait, no, sorry, you want, you want to say something? Uh, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just uh, gonna give provide you the ja- Chinese pronunciation. So, yeah. uh, the story, the story here is the Tatzimui, so seven sisters, and then the stones are aptly named Tatzimui set, so seven sister stone. Right. And uh, yeah, Tatzimui is just seven sisters. <laughs> yeah. If you want to learn a bit of Cantonese, there you go, Tatzimui. So that's the story. So there's actually oh, yeah. there's there's a, there's a bit there's a bit more here. Um, oh, yeah. That's not really the scary part here. Like the scary part is what's about to happen. What, what, what about to say? <laughs> uh, okay, so in the year 1911, there was this uh, Chinese recreation club that made the Seven Sisters swimming pool shed. Right. Yeah, and it was right. it, it was nearby. Can I just commemorate the Seven Sisters still. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And, and apparently it was actually a popular place, and people would go there for uh, evening dips. Mm-hmm. That was he- here's the thing. Um, there were cases that male swimmers were drowning. Oh. Yeah, male male swimmers. No, 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 no female swimmers. No females. Just male no swimmers. Females. Huh. Wow. Yeah. That's sexist. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, and just had to take a jab at how Americans are dealing with this kind of political correctness, but yeah, go on. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, there are other rumors where that the spirits of like the Seven Sisters would just be lurking in the waters, and uh, they would be seeking revenge against men. So apparently, they don't like men. Uh, that's, I guess, yeah, that's... <laughs> Well, I guess I'm gonna take a step back from that point in North Point. <laughs> but I, I ain't going near that water, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going near that water, no. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm gonna step back from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. so that's the first story. Pretty much, uh, I guess, a warning, a warning, especially for male swimmers that would like to take an evening dip near North Point, near Tatsamui. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, don't go swimming there. Just don't. <laughs> or I suppose another another takeaway from this is, if you're gonna marry someone, ask them. Did they have? Did they make a pact with some other people that involves that if they are gonna marry, they are to die, and they will curse you in the afterlife? Um, if not, then you should be good. If yes, then step back. Just cancel <laughs> the wedding, please. Just do it. Just cancel the wedding if you found out this is a thing. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's the story. Step back. Step back. So, um, I suppose we can go on to other stuff, right? So, we oh, yeah. have ghosts. We have ghosts from the adapt, uh, from the Seven Siblings. Yep. Maybe, perhaps, like, somewhere more closer in town, perhaps? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So, this story takes place in Taipo. Taipo. Taipo, yeah. This story is actually about a uh, a Hong Kong style cafe um, delivering food to like an apartment. So this place is called uh, Chiu Yongki Cha Cha Tang. Uh, we're g- I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look up for that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll get back to you with the Chinese name. So go on with it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this restaurant specifically, the person received a phone call order for uh, four people's worth of food. And upon the uh, delivery guy's arrival, the guy rang the doorbell. And normally, if you were to deliver food, you'd op- you'd open the door like fully, right? Just so you could see who the person is and like if they're actually handing out the food and stuff. Right. But this was different, though. Um, 
the door just opened like a slight crack, like a really small, tiny crack. It wasn't even like uh, it wasn't like fully swung open or anything. And uh, the other the other thing was that the money was just like slipped through the gap. And, oh, so like some sort of shutdown. Yeah, and the person that was uh, that was inside the flat was just telling the uh, delivery guy to just uh, place the food like outside like out- right. outside of the door and uh, so like well after that was done didn't think much about it about the incident it just like you know went back to the restaurant uh, now here's the thing uh, later that night the owner was uh, cashing out the uh, register the cash register right. and then he discovered that there was a stack of hell money Hell money? Hell it's money. like those kind of like spirit money that the Chinese burn yeah, for yeah. the dead. It's what the locals, they, they burn to use for like the dead in the afterlife. Yeah. Basically, all the staff, they claimed that they had nothing to do with it, of course. A couple of days later, the hell money appeared again in the cash register. So I assume they went to do the same delivery again and then that happened again? Yeah. Well, so you had that connection that delivery was actually made to the same apartment on that day. And then they thought that it was probably some sort of prank, you know. And then, of course, you know, like, being the owner, you'd, you'd be furious about it, right? Yeah. Uh, that time, he was thinking to himself that uh, the next time that the order was going to come through again from the same address, he was going to be the one to do the thing. Ah, uh, yes, the fine. I'll do it myself. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, so of course, happened? the next day, they received a call from the same apartment. Right. This time, the owner went there, and he tried to, like, peek through the gap when the door opened. Right. At first, he couldn't really, like, make anything out of it. He didn't, like, notice much whatsoever. And, of course, he received the he received the Hong Kong dollars that was uh, completely legit. Yeah. So, he didn't really think much of it, and then he just, like, tucked the cash away. And, however, of course, he went back, but... Later that evening, when he had to do like the cash balance and all that, uh, the the ghostly notes were back again. Ooh. Yeah, okay. just like that. And so uh, the owner, they, he um, he reported this thing to the police, of course. Right. And so when the authorities they uh, went to that apartment, they actually saw uh, four dead bodies on the floor. Okay. Oh. And because of, like, their decomposing bodies, they've actually come to a conclusion that they have been dead for some time already. Right. So, yeah, like, imagine. Like, the, the the bodies were dead for a while, but apparently someone was ordering food from that apartment. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder why. But here's, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Apparently the neighbors didn't really say anything much. Or didn't really like notice anything suspicious because they claimed that they heard that flat playing uh, mahjong. Ah uh, yes, of course, mahjong. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I a, love hearing those clicks, those clackety clacks of mahjong, just like that. Apparently, the neighbors were hearing them playing mahjong, so so they basically all just dismissed it as you know it being nothing or whatever. Now the thing is, I guess the people that were searching looking at the dead bodies they actually saw that there was food in the uh, corpses di- digestive systems oh yeah oh. even though they were dead for a while 
they had food in their digestive systems. And not only that, but the food digested was only for a day. That's so that's so that's recent, yeah. Yeah, it was it was basically a recent digested food. So there so there was no way, no absolute way they would have been eating when they're already dead for a while. Interesting. So yeah, I mean the restaurant I couldn't really find it because I didn't I don't know the exact Chinese words, but I had a guess of it. If I were to make a guess, it would be Ziu Yang Gay or something like that. Because you should you should say something gay, something gay with their names, but yeah. Oh yeah. Pretty pretty interesting <laughs> how they have like the food in the corpses that are like pretty freshly digested. Something something you probably wouldn't expect, I guess, on a regular corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sus. But they did hide it pretty well. For sure. Interesting. And and I mean it's crazy because like <laughs> It was, it was to the point that this case alone, like, made it to the national papers. National papers, all the way up there, I see. Yeah, that's how, that's how insane it is. I mean, normal person wouldn't be able to connect the dots anyway. It is quite inconsistent when you think of it. Yeah. Do you want to deliver into a house and realize you're actually delivering to some dead bodies? I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> like the sound of that. <laughs> but delivery is a delivery, I guess. As long as you're paying actual money, not money for the dead. Please, if you're gonna pay, please pay with actual money. I mean, it I'm was... fine. I'm fine dealing with dead people as long as you actually do proper business. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I won't be throwing them. That'll be messed up. I don't want to be Logan Paul Mark Two. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Speaking of dead bodies, I'm pretty sure there are more dead bodies kind of thing. Oh yeah. 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 <clears throat> so this next story. It takes place in Telford Gardens in Callum Bay. Uh, yes, around Quinton. Yeah. I've been there like once or twice only though. <laughs> been there a few times, been there a few times. So, apparently, apparently it's bad luck for the tenants that are there. Because mm-hmm. over, I guess, the past tw- 19, 20 years, there have been two major incidents on the estate. And uh, it had like a total death toll of about 12. Right. And the weird part was that they were all dated on the same date, which was July 22nd. Hmm. Is there a particular reason for that? Or is it just coincidentally it's the same date? It's coincidentally the same date. Coincidentally the same date. Interesting. There's this like pretty famous case in the year 1998. So the police actually found five female corpses lying in different rooms of an apartment in Block C. There's also a round mirror that was tied to a pair of scissors with a red string. This would actually be a feng shui ornament, and it was actually hanging outside the window. Well, kind of weird putting in some feng shui here, but then again, Hong Kong is quite reliant on their phone so. yeah yeah, yeah that well first the authorities they uh investigated and said that it was a uh, that they had a suspicion of it being a, a mass suicide mm-hmm. that related to a cult activity and they also like discovered that uh three of the five women were actually believers of uh shintoism shinto i'm pretty sure that was oh, oh. <laughs> um yeah. 
I'm pretty sure that's that's a religion in Japan. It's just that the the people in Japan are like don't really do it because of the religion, but more because tradition. But well, that's another topic for another day. Yeah. But yeah. Quite <laughs> interesting how that came to play. Well, here's here's another thing about this. And it was that uh, one of the uh, deceased, right, was actually a uh, a CEO of a listed company, and right. and she actually uh, withdrawn uh, seven hundred thousand dollars on the same day of their uh, death. Seven hundred bags, just like that. What happened? What made them pass? So make them not live. So, what actually happened here was that so three of the five women, right? They mm. were actually uh, they they were superstitious. Mm. However, however, they got conned by a fake uh, feng shui master. Ah, uh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. The con man. The con man. And, and, they, and that guy was uh, that well. That guy was from the mainland, and he was actually ordered to perform a ritual to increase their uh, longevity. Well, I mean, if you mix that with the con man, it's just like, yeah. How about no? How about, <laughs> how about let's do the opposite. Let's cut your life short instead. Yeah, it, let's do that. That was it's pretty ironic, huh? Like asking for longevity, and then that's what happens to them. But I mean, like, here, here's the thing. See, the guy was requesting a large sum of money just so he could, like, purchase, like, supplies for the ritual. And he actually gave them, he actually gave the woman, like, some talisman water to drink. But the thing is, the drink was poisoned. Of course. Of course it is. Why is it poisoned? And I, uh, and then, like, one of the women decided to share her water to her two daughters oh come on so that's come so that's that's why all five like faced their death darwin was right about the survival to fittest evolution <laughs> literally. literally just f oh well that's the case i guess are there more are there any more after stories after this guy conned like five three people and then made it five deaths there's there's another there's like a separate story but in the same but it's the same place same premise yeah so, so this time it's it's uh it's the, the cleaners of like that estate many of them quit their jobs after they've like experienced a few quite strange things happening there right. so like one cleaner they they claimed that they were taking rubbish out from like the floor of the apartment in question was located and so while she was doing that she would hear uh, slippered footsteps that's like rushing down the corridor and then she would also hear a voice saying wait for me i haven't put out my rubbish yet and so uh, once the cleaner uh, was done clearing out the bins on that f- on that whole floor she'd go back to the stairwell and would end up finding a neat trash bag by the door and well thing is she wouldn't have any ex- explanation as to how the bag got there. I mean, this particular case, I'd probably debunk it as someone could just put it there while while the cleaner was cleaning stuff, but who knows? It could be an other origin. So these stuffs can be debunked, but we'll have to see. Maybe this one's special. 
Overall, what I think about this is... Be careful, everyone. It's like... You... If you believe in these superstitious... Make sure you're talking to someone who actually does that, rather than a con man. Otherwise... Oh, I mean, your life will be... They'll take your money, and your life would not live. Sad, but that happens. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, so far at least the stories are onto like the not so alive people. I guess <laughs> I guess so you have to keep going. Maybe. I think you have one more, right? I do have one more. So, yeah. so this is pretty much in a train station. Yes. TMTR. And this this was dated back all the way in 1981. It's in a platform in the uh, Yamate MTR station. Right. And of course, of course, back then there weren't any automatic doors closing, so all all you'd see in front of you would just be the rail. And of course, like there's a pretty pretty much an increased risk of you like getting onto the rails if something bad happens. Uh, for those that aren't imagining these kind of stuff, just imagine the current state in, uh, say, the New York subway or the tube, yeah. underground tube. <laughs> they don't have. They, I don't think they still have platform platform screens up until this point. Not, not at all. Nope. Bro, first world countries. <laughs> <laughs> Do better. Do better. So what happened? There's probably someone falling off in it. So, all right. So since since they're running out of like doors. Meaning no protection, meaning high risk of, well, falling onto the tracks. Uh, right. There apparently there were bystanders in that area, and of course even including the train driver himself, they saw a girl jumping off to the platform onto the tracks. Mm. So this is this was pretty much a commit not living moment right there. I don't know, probably being pushed off or as accidentally fell. There are those chances, after all. Well, there, well, yeah, there, there are those chances, but apparently from here, that they, they just say that she just jumped off. Just jumped off. So, of course, the driver, well, he tried to well, hit the brakes immediately, but, of course, the train had to, get, had to like, you know, carry on forward because of, like, the uh, momentum that it has. So, before the train, like, coming out to a stop, of course, it was assumed that uh, she, had, she had been crushed by the train. However, when the police and the emergency services ca- uh, came and just to like uh, investigate and stuff, there was not a single trace of her. No single blood, no nothing. There was just no sign of a girl whatsoever on the tracks. And they actually dismissed this incident as a mass hallucination. Imagine that everyone's just hallucinating. Yeah, kind of mean. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds like it sounds like the men in black kind of thing. Where it's like, oh, nothing happened here. Nothing happened here. Look into this. Uh, look into this part here. Yes, and then you get shined, shown by a light, and then poof, you forgot what happened. <laughs> it's all just your hallucinations at work. All right. Here's the crazy thing. Okay. Here's here's another here's another thing about this story. So, the the friend of the girl in question uh, said that her friend actually bumped into a girl that looked exactly like herself uh, on that platform. Here's the, here's the weird part. This girl actually jumped onto the tracks as well. Just as just, just, just as the train was about to also like, you know, pull in. So it's, so it's like a double ganker jam- jumped off. Yeah, yeah. And, and so it was at least like, yeah, she just basically rushed back 
out of that and like went up back onto the platform but apparently she passed away of a sudden cardiac arrest a few days later mm. I don't know in this case I'd say it's a little bit more of a shock kind of thing mm. you're kind of shocked to look at someone that looked like yourself just being hit by a train probably yeah. the shock got to you and she died anyway yeah well pretty sad I must say it, but I mean it yeah. is sad it is sad there you go people that's why that's why you have screen doors so that people don't fall off the trains exactly and get sent off into a different world this is an anime an <laughs> <laughs> anime maybe you can bet that you can be transported to another world but not here this isn't the another world so yeah you're just gonna probably be in pain for quite a while so yeah interesting so I guess that's it for your stories for today right yep that's pretty much that's what I got for how the Hong College that I have okay. searched for yep okay so let's talk about several more stories in the MTR real quick though right. arguably these can be debunked in a sense but we'll get to that part later first Let's obviously go with the urban legends first. So, first off, let's head back one one or two more stations back first. So, uh, same thing, Kuntong Line. But this time, we're going to head to Prince Edward. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's interesting. Because this came out at around like the late 2000s, around 2008 or so. Right. People were basically sending in the forums, right? They were talking about in the forums how some of them experienced that their train were supposed to leave from Prince Edward II May, but when they realized they were heading back towards Prince Edward. So now, instead of Prince Edward heading to Second May, now they were on the platform and they were in Prince Edward again, but they were facing towards Yamate. Mm-hmm. I think so sure. It feels like, wait, I was in Prince Edward, why am I back in Prince Edward again? <laughs> but this story has actually been out there ever since 2005, except it was like a more subtle sort of form kind of site. Right, right. They didn't have that issue, but they didn't specify whether they changed directions or not, but they did say they went back into Prince Edward. Now, we don't really know, you know, how believable are these stories, but if you were to think about this logically, there could be several explanations. Yeah. One would be that the guy fell asleep. <laughs> because if he fell asleep long enough, technically you can basically ride the train from Prince Edward all the way to Kuntong and then come back to Prince Edward. You wake up just before Prince Edward and be like, oh wait, why am I back here in Prince Edward? So that's a possibility there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other ones really just, they forgot. <laughs> but what is for sure if it is real then it would make the MTR system quite a spooky place to be because people would notice if they are just gonna go back to Prince Edward yeah you know? for sure because with logical reasons it would be quite easier to realize that oh wait we are actually turning back to Prince Edward because well you're gonna have to face a sharp turn no one recalled that so I don't know if this is real or not or was it just a simple mistake from the MTR? We don't know. Perhaps this is real. The reasonings I said before were just a logical reasoning as to how that can be debunked. But you never know. 
<laughs> Maybe they did. Went out of Prince Edward and went back into Prince Edward without any stations switching. I mean, either way, the thoughts are thoughts are pretty scary, and just yeah. Well, in that case, then the next story will be a little bit more scary. Uh huh. So we're gonna head further down the Kuntong line real quick. So you know Choi Hong, a uh, Choi Hong Station, right? Yeah. So it later translates to Rainbow, if you didn't know. Uh, you know how their platform's a little bit different over there? Yeah. So their platform's actually, they actually have three. So you have your typical two platforms on the side, but then you do have a middle platform. Now, legend has it that this middle track was a literal gate to hell. Ooh. Because there's this one story that well, engineers were going through to Callum Bay, do a quick inspection onto the rails and see how they did. And after they went through this middle track to try to head to Callum Bay, they basically were missing. Ooh. They're missing. So they went out the middle rail platform, right? They kept yeah. going, but then they lost contact for half an hour. There was nothing. Radio silence. And then after another half an hour, they came back out. Except they were terrified. Huh. It's like they've seen something so dreadful, so messed up, that some of them even passed away after being sent to the hospital. It was probably something that they weren't meant to see at all. Right. So, so in that case, they hired, well... Someone that's into these kind of superstitious, superstitious kind of stuff. And what that person said was that that track in particular led to the gates of hell. Oh, jeez. But, <laughs> yeah. It's like, after that, probably the company went ahead and just went made different tracks instead. But this, however, can be basically debunked. Because... The truth is, it isn't really haunted, per se. It's just a track that the engineers use, right, usually, right. during inspections. Because, you know, Choyong is pretty close to the Kallen Bay Depot. And obviously, their maintenance cars they need to come by once in a while. Yeah. So, they do use mill tracks to just navigate their way through. So, yeah. While it can be debunked, one could continue to ask... Was that actually true, though? Because were there actually actually other rails, you know, other branches in that middle branch that leads into the gate of hell that they mentioned in the urban legend? Who knows? <laughs> I mean, if it is true, Maybe. I mean, jeez. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be kind of freaky. It'll be kind of freaky. It'll probably be quite a messed up environment to look at. For so sure. I wouldn't take away my odds of it. That was the Choi Hong Gate to Hell, basically. Gate to Hell. Now, I would like to keep on going with the MTR kind of urban legends, but I think I think that's enough for today, for the MTR side. <laughs> because, well, there are two more that I would like to talk about normally, but time restraints. Yeah. Because, well, they're just basically summed up as they were used to be a project. Uh, early on in the 80s when when the British government were like we want to continue expanding west but 
it's not developed enough for us to develop to the west. And so therefore, you basically have two abandoned stations. I'm actually talking about the story anyway, but we're going to make it quick this time. So these stations were called the Rumsey Station and the Witty Station. Uh-huh. Now, the thing with these two stations is that, well, Rumsey Station is technically what you can call the current Sernwan Station. It's just that extra bit that the Sernwan Station never managed to use. Now, the British government were actually planning long ago that these places were going to be proper stations and they were given space to expand if they have to. But eventually, in the current times, the current system were like, we're not using that path, we're going to go through other paths. So, so the Wavy Station was abandoned as well as the Rumsey Station. Except the Rumsey Station is kind of re- remade into the Senwa Station. It just moves slightly. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Since these two stations were never used, their exits were abandoned. So, technically, they don't exactly have a platform. They don't exactly have a train station. But what they do have were their pre-intended exits. And it was told that some people tried going into these abandoned exits and try to navigate to these abandoned stations but they never come back out wow remember these were abandoned stations they were never meant to be built in fact they were built just to exit still <laughs> it's just that it's probably halfway work in progress but they abandoned it so who knows what could have happened there maybe a major incident happened. Maybe a lot of workers died while building the station. Who knows? Maybe maybe the whole thing that they were holding back, that, you know, holding back the construction was actually because a lot of people died while making the station. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what actually happens to this, to that empty space that they have now on the ground. Of course, they, you can always go ahead and explore that if you want. There are even some abandoned exits in Fortress Hill if you want, but they're mostly located towards, you know, uh, to the west of Central. So you just have to go further down the road, and you may may as well find a few exits abandoned. And if you want to go in them, have fun. Have fun. Just be sure to be safe. And good luck. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I do have one final story, but... We're gonna have to go back and call Bay real quick. So, how likely do you think you're gonna f- look at a fox spirit? Wait, sorry, a fox spirit? Yes, a fox spirit. Um, how long would I look? No, how likely? How likely do you think you're gonna encounter one? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. No. A fox well, spirit? I don't think so, no. Yeah, a fox spirit. Well, usually they're popular in different cultures here and there. In this case, it somehow happened. It did happen, somehow, in the 80s. Now, we need to look at Winster House. So, it's basically the mall you have that's like, besides Ikea, 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 I cannot pronounce their name, sorry. (laughs) But it's essentially a shopping mall that you can kind of like connect directly to the train station, and it's just before Victoria Park. Now, this used to be a very popular place. In fact, it still is to this day, because now it's a mall. But 
the thing is, we need to talk about a certain couple. Right. So, it was just a couple. A regular, a regular couple. They were celebrating their one-month birthday of their child. Mm-hmm. Right. In this building. In Winster House. I mean, back then, it was called the Duke of Winster Social Services Building, but that's boring. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Here's the thing. What happens is, after the celebration, right, the couple dreamt of a red-eyed fox in the building threatening to kill their child because, you know, the red fox, the red-eyed fox wasn't paid respects, you know, they didn't give her a toast, you know. They didn't commemorate the spirit, but when they woke up, it was too late. Their child was dead. And not only that, the child's blood was drained out. There wasn't any blood remaining on the child's body. Oh my god. And soon after, there was... Something weird that happened in the building. What's, what was that? There were some unsettling patterns that started appearing in the walls of the building, which reassemble a fox. Oof. It was quite interesting, too, because, yeah, red eyed fox in there. They, somehow, out of nowhere, a picture of a fox was imprinted onto the walls. And what the what did the builders do? What did they do? They built a playground on the roof. <laughs> but they never opened it. They never opened the park at all. But it was solely for that child. It was rumored to say that that playground up there on the roof was for the child himself to play since he was killed by the fox spirit it was like some sort of compensation I suppose apparently the story still continues later on but we don't know we're running out of time and well whatever happened on the Winster building we don't know we don't know what happened so I guess the story of this the moral you can learn from the story is to just include all other beings in there whenever you're making a toast in the Winster building so (laughs) you don't offend them yeah apparently now we need to be worried worried that we offend spirits now ain't that just sad but I believe this is a good wrap up to our urban legend arc for now yeah we probably can bring this back somewhere around Halloween but no guarantees so, I think it's time to finally cut off the spooky music. What were your thoughts about the this urban legend arc that we have? I mean, it's pretty... Uh, it was interesting. Learned quite a few things and also, like, discovered that, like, you can have legends literally anywhere, everywhere. Doesn't matter the size, place, or, like, the um, size of population whatsoever. And, I mean, it's just that, like, it's, it's like, the all these, like, stories are quite unique. Because I would, I would actually like, expect them to like be all the same. Oh, you see, you know, uh, like an apparition or uh, like a lady in a dress, like in the corner and stuff like that. But actually, like there are some really, really, really weird uh, urban legends out there. So yeah, 
Indeed, there is. There is a variety. As long as there, are, there is a society, there will be urban legends. So, who knows? You just gotta be careful when you're treading around. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. So, as for us, we will finally tread out of the urban legends. So, yeah. We can finally cut off the spooky music now, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think we can. So, let's do that real quick. Editing me, dude. So, yeah, that's it. That's the urban legend arc. So, we'll finally be back with the standard topics. So, what do we have next week, Fenty? So, what do we have next week? Or, or well, the next episode, I guess we're going to start. We're going to talk about health. Health. Of course, health. Why, why aren't we talking about health? I mean, we aren't really doing much exercise and all that because, well, we don't really have much space for it, now do we? So, oh well. We can save that for next episode. So, I guess that's it, I guess. Yep. Alright then, so that'll be it for today's podcast. If you guys enjoyed this well, podcast, then be sure to leave a like on the YouTube video and follow us on Spotify, iTunes, iTunes Podcast, I don't know anymore. Basically all those places, you can follow us on the links down there. And, well, subscribe to our YouTube channel, as we do still post these podcasts every week, despite our backlog. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we do have like a lot of general topics planned I guess but we'll have to see we'll have to see what's on store for us yeah you can obviously leave out your opinions down in the comments let us know your thoughts on all the urban legends that we covered so yeah that's it and I'm your detective expert player and I'm your detective Venti and that's it for us today and we'll see you guys next time bye bye bye